Hey, before we get to the podcast, we want to share with you an exciting new way you can help support the podcast. Yes, we have finally opened a Patreon account. Go to patreon.com slash 2NJB to check it out. We have four different tiers, and they each allow you to support the podcast at a different level, and you get really cool rewards. So go to patreon.com slash 2NJB and help us continue putting out great content for you. Thank you, guys. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been more than a month this time. How have you been, you handsome, handsome beast of a man? I feel uncomfortable. I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah, Chagim was. Long. How's Daniela? She's half years old. She half is, a she's year six old. Six months. And yeah. um, sooner than you know, she's dating guys twice her age. Yeah, maybe even <laughs> now she's dating a one year old. <laughs> I don't know about it. <laughs> I'm going to have On to beat up that one year old. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I will, I will, I will beat up that's a one-year-old if that's what it if takes. If he dares touch that's what it means she's to in be the a kindergarten now, no? Yeah, she's in a Maybe g- she's been touched by a one-year-old. Maybe I should just go in there and start kicking the all the one-year-olds. Just kick them. Just kick them right in the face. Like, don't touch my daughter. Uh, uh, she's yeah, no. n- she she's studied, not dating anybody yet. She's no uh, catalog already? She's no what? She, she speaks catalog? Catalog. Tagalog. Tagalog. <laughs> Why? Because, because she has a, a. You put her Fili- in the Filipino kindergarten to save 500 shekels. <laughs> no, but there is a Filipino woman there who's one of the metaplot, one of the yeah, caregivers. Like the kindergartner's assistants. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't talk to them in Tagalog, I think. Katalo, she talks Tagalog, to yeah. Tagalog. She talks to them in English, which is nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I talk to her in English. So hopefully she'll be literate. Mm-hmm. In at least half a language yeah. by the time she's I hope you 18. don't speak Hebrew to her because that's brutal. That's yeah. child abuse. Me? Yeah, if you speak Hebrew to her. Ah, yeah. I wouldn't want to lead her astray <laughs> like that. No, I only speak some Mandarin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, what's up? Wow, there's so many new things happening. Yes, the, world, the world It seems like the world is crumbling. on fire. It's yeah. crumbling. It's crumbling. For, our advice, the official 2NJB advice is pack a bag, change your name, yeah. leave the country, and run. Start prepping. Just run. Yeah, Just pack yeah, like a, yeah. an apocalypse bag, you know, like the zombie Yeah, kits. a machete. A machete. Uh, what else do you need? Like a water uh, bottle. Yeah, knife, pocket knife. <laughs> a pocket knife. Uh, another machete, maybe. One <laughs> in each end, right? Yeah, you, you, you would be really <laughs> prepared for the end of the world. <laughs> You seem like you know your shit. Two machetes and yeah, a water bottle. Yeah. Some ramen. Some ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have. <laughs> yeah. That's but it. But what are you gonna make it with? Like warm water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that you buy in the supermarket. Make it just like with. No, but you're gonna make it with just the cold water you have. Uh, it's gonna be like no, wet. No, well, I'll boil the like, water. Oh, okay. With what? My body heat. That doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, so yeah, the world is crumbling apart. So here yeah. in Israel, on our front, the most debated thing is the Lebanon gas deal. So basically, Lapid, uh, he's um, interim prime minister, exactly, and he's he has to sign some kind of. What a deal. Do, wait, what does it mean, interim prime minister? 
means that um like how did he get he here? had a deal with bennett and that if the government is falling then bennett will give up being a prime minister and pass it on to lapid yeah but for, first of all they had a rotation deal yeah like the idea was bennett you go first and then we high five and i go next yeah right two years two years basically yeah. when bennett saw that he's the 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 coalition the, the majority in the knesset will not stand he simply passed the the premiership to Lapid and and stepped aside. Yeah, well, uh, he didn't really have to before do the vote of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, didn't okay. have to do it. But basically, within a rotation agreement, usually the guy who goes second gets a deal where if the government falls apart before his shift, then he gets to it's become It's funny you say minister. usually. Well, like yeah, because it's only been already... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a new thing, relatively. Yeah. The whole concept has been invented. Yeah, like, well, uh, the last ago. two times. Uh um, no, there was a, there wasn't a rotation agreement before? Not like not like that one. Way more Anyway, it makes uh, sense, right? One. It's like they want to safeguard their premiership. Mm-hmm. So now he is basically he was he started being prime minister what, 2 months ago? Yeah, he has no majority. Yeah, but 2 like, months and elections are in <clears throat> 10 days. Yeah, 3 months I think. 3 months. So yeah. all overall 3 months he's rushing he's to this been deal. prime minister yeah. and he took it upon himself to make it. Yeah. Deal. So the negotiations have been going on for many years. Essentially there's a dispute on the sea uh, economic sea line on the north of Israel between Israel and Lebanon where supposedly there's potential for gas. Um and uh yeah there's been a dispute there's been talks and the Lebanese Hezbollah Nasrallah uh, the terror organization that really controls Lebanon, they rec- they very smartly realized that Lapid is a, a very weak place, right? So they s- decided to take advantage of it. So they sent, a few months ago, they sent drones to, because there's an Israeli, like, uh, how do you call it, like a mining, gas mining thingy in the sea. Like a station. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they sent two um, UAVs, unmanned uh, aircrafts, uh, there and we uh, intercepted them, but that was like a warning. Um, and now they basically say, if you don't, um, like, if you start drilling surrender. before no. we reach an agreement, then we will no, not break dr- all yeah. our war. It's already basically. drilled. You just need to press yeah. the button. Basically, if you start, start, if you start extracting out, the gas, yeah, yes. If you start using and and that 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 mine, that gas mine, um, is literally. Huge. In our territory, and it's huge, in our so it's, right? it's, it's big. Uh, it's not that big, but it has gas there. Um, but it's it's in our like in our borders, like, and they tell us they basically threaten us, and they also say if you don't sign this deal with us, that basically gives us everything that we want border wise, like move the line of the border. There's like 860 square kilometers that are under dispute. Yeah. And the deal is to give them everything. Give them everything, um, and we get nothing. Basically, we get Which nothing. Is so we perplexing. get what do we get? We won't have war. We won't Hezbollah. have no. But first of all, we won't have war. <clears throat> is the hope? It's yes. speculation. Yes, it's not actually written into the deal. It's not yes. like Hezbollah is a signed party in the tr- in the agreement that says right. we won't wage war on Israel for the next five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Which. By the way, even if that had been a concession, would have been like humiliating. Yeah, not a poor man's consolation. Like right, that's not right. really. I mean, anything. they should be afraid of war, not us. 
Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Like, but even that is not in the agreement. And then there's another thing, which is like we can negotiate with Total, which is like the French a company that's supposedly going to do the drilling. We can negotiate for some kind of compensation residuals or whatever yeah uh, but but basically we give the lebanese but even that isn't written into the agreement right right like there's no we we haven't seen really the agreement it hasn't been officially presented yet we only see saw leaks of of all kinds no but now they uh, released the official statement or or letter Uh, no of like uh not sure they actually released it i'm not sure they actually released the whole agreement officially yet Okay. That's part of the problem. I saw the being... guy, Behol guy, on on the news, yeah. and he was saying that he's up using until a now draft. It's been, it's, it's been speculation, but now it was officially released. Because um, now, up maybe until by now, the Lebanese, maybe by the yeah. Lebanese, it's been released, but not by us. The one of the problems is they hide. They did all that in the dark. Our government, so they won't show details. And now, basically, what was the document that you sent me? The post that you sent me a included a document. So it's a leaked final draft okay. of the deal. Okay. Okay, and you can see more or less what's going on. And the problem is they want to approve it in the government without bringing it to the parliament. And there's actually a very, very um, basic law that speaks about that and prevents a government exactly from doing that. Like it it prevents a government, like it, it, it forces a government to bring to the Knesset, which is the official representative of the people in Israel, to bring it uh, the deal, any deal that has concessions of territory um, in order to approve it. And also you need to put it into a... Referendum. Referendum, yes. To the people. And they're do- doing neither. They're doing neither. And since the head of prosecution and the head of the judiciary um, advisory system to the government, she is a puppet of the of the government. She lets them do that. And today there was a Supreme Court discussion about it, but doesn't look like they're going to intervene. So basically, Lapid is going to sign this deal a few days before elections, giving... In a three-month tenure that was that happened on a technicality and not really... Yes, without him, he, he doesn't enjoy the support of the people of the parliament right um and he's doing it so now if bb were to do such a thing wow the media would go insane and that's yeah. the thing a disclaimer i work for the liquid campaign guys for the fifth time um that's the thing that's really visible the media is it it doesn't even try to you know yeah. to stay to, to pretend to be objective they are on a beautifully orchestrated campaign it's amazing so the deal this deal they support it they they write how good it is how important it is and you know i was going with the taxi i was asking him he has no idea he spews like mantras that he heard in the media yeah, there's some there's some outlet. Ayala Hosson did an article yeah. and she interviewed and basically outed the deal as a big yeah. huge joke and she I mean and that's a, that's the a main pretty main channels. stream. She's why mm, she's channel 13. No, but channel 12 Yediot Wynet. No, I'm, I agree with you. Important. I agree with you that that the vast majority of the mainstream media, but there are yes, some beacons are some of beacons, yeah. truth. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the situation. It's going to happen probably. 
Um, and it's disastrous because it shows the terror organizations around us that we are deterred. We're deterred. Yeah. And all, here's the amazing thing. All the heads of the, of the military, the Mossad, the Shin Bet, they all support they, those bunch of lazy fatos are basically, they, they all say, yes, the deal is amazing because it will prevent war. Guys, your job is not to prevent war. Your job is no. To it is to prevent war, but by it's winning in war in wars by being or by the, deterring by, by deterring yeah. you deter by winning. Well, yeah, but uh, you, by winning by, by showing winning, force by being not by, being by but you but your job is to prevent. You can also prevent war, but by deterring. And the problem is that they winning. didn't deter anybody by winning. Their their main job, in my opinion, is to win any conflict and 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 annihilate our enemies that's their main goal and then yeah. you have sub goals to to try and keep this other the, the the borders safe and to but like if there's a threat okay an imminent threat they need to to basically winning winning uh, leads to deterrence but also the expression of willingness to go to war Meaning, and being well-trained and well-equipped. Yes, so there but only after you won. Like, yeah. you need first to win a war, and then... We've won wars. Uh, not recently. recently. Not recently. Not recently. Not recently, and not... not yeah, I don't know. They are, the, my point is, those like generals, they don't want to go to war, okay? So, for example, the head of the IDF, he's, he's, he's about to go out. He's about to finish his four-year term. Aviv Kochavi, okay? So, he doesn't want a war in his name in the last month or two months of his you know so he looks at it politically and that's that's infuriating so he said he goes I'll I'll just let Hezbollah win because I'm a coward yeah it's appeasement and so, it's never worked before so to me it's it's shameful it's shameful it is, um, it is. and yeah let's see what happens let's see what happens what ha- what's going to happen is the deal is going to be signed probably yeah. yeah and then we're not going to walk back on it Bibi's not going to walk very back hard. on it will be very hard um yeah will be very hard and but eventually away, and the problem with that is that you, it's it that works in the it, that works in the, uh, in the opposite direction of deterrence mhm and that's you don't necessarily have to go to war every opportunity you have in order to deter. No, but doing you must be this, willing to. You have to be willing to. You have to be prepared. You have to be ready and trained. And you can't do things like this. You can't give ground. Give ground does exactly the opposite. Yeah. If you don't stand your ground, then we just gave away 860 and the, and, square kilometers. And, and even oh, more so, to. even more so if you give it because they threaten you that if you don't give it, they will attack you. That's like... In the minute they say this threat, that's that's you know that's war. Yeah, we should have in the, in that minute we should have striked them. You know, we should have striked them. Mm, no, we should have started drilling. We should have started extracting gas. That's what we should have done. I don't know, man. We should have ex- started extracting gas. You don't have to take every threat seriously, mm-hmm. and then st- no, but then they we'd attacked be a us with war. UAVs. Iran talks about war every Monday. And they attacked Thursday. us with UAVs. <laughs> Like three months ago, four months ago, and we didn't do nothing. We didn't retaliate. Yeah, the U.S. would have Again, annihilate I, I, a city or something. 
I'm not so sure. But what if a UAV attacked, like it, uh, oil drilling? I don't, I don't know exactly facility the in Texas. Like, where was it? Where were they taken? If they, they were, were taken there. down over the ocean and nobody, literally nobody, was hurt, then yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But that's unprecedented. What they did, sending a UAV to attack our gas depository. You know. Yeah. We should have fuck them up for that and we didn't because we're deterred yeah we're very deterred that's certainly and, true and, and that is certainly true yeah um and in the meantime in iran ama- amazing thing happened happen amazing things happen uh, because i don't know yes it's not a very big not very the, the riots are not huge but they're consistent over a long i don't think there's ever been such a long period of, of riots no matter how small they are and it feels a little bit like this you can't put this genie back I mean it might take more years but but something has been breached I feel in Iran like you can't take what happened it, it's I don't know that's how it feels when you look at the pictures and the videos it all started when there was a woman who yeah. took off who was supposedly killed for yeah, not wearing Google, Google her uh, name. hijab, right? Yeah. Uh, the morality police in Iran, which is ridiculous that there is such a thing. The morality police uh, stopped, a woman, uh, stopped a woman for not wearing a head covering and having her hair exposed, and then they ended up... There were reports that they beat her her head with a Mas- baton. Maha, Masa Amini. Masa Amini. She's like 20-something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so she was. She, she's dead. She's dead. She, yeah. Um, and that led to riots where protests where people, where women took off their hijabs in protest. And yeah. now it's spread through young the entire people, country. young, young, like very young in schools, like teenagers in schools yeah. that we haven't seen before. They're the worst <laughs> teenage <laughs> girls. <laughs> no, but, but you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And now Iran is also providing the. Russia with weaponry and and UAVs, exploding UAVs. Yeah, which is good for us because it puts the the deal with Iran and the West in jeopardy. Like when an Iranian UAV is exploding in Kiev, it, it makes it very hard for Biden to sign a deal with Iran. Yeah, um, it's bad for you. Sure, it makes it so hard for him. Uh, we we just see. saw that Yair Lapid maybe more for the Europeans. this deal and Joe Biden. It, said very very questionable things leading up to the the war between russia and ukraine and the invasion so i'm not sure that i would put it beyond him to sign a deal with it we can we see what the power of like will does for politicians when they're when they're weak and when they're in a position where they want something yeah they're willing i mean he's willing to give any concession and get to that but for deal, the europeans so. it would be harder for the europeans maybe because those those uavs will explode on their capitals too maybe you know you don't yeah. know with putin and uh there's a big debate now in israel i wonder what's your opinion about it sir about yes, uh, yes. Um, whether israel should be more supportive of, of ukraine i mean it's send them more the weapons send them more weapons more technology be more or keep it new like we're not neutral but we're less supportive than europe i'm not sure i see why 
we would want to support Ukraine. Like, there is the vague idea that they stand for democracy and Russia stands for authoritarianism Mm -hmm. and they're a thug. And I do think that Russia is the aggressor here and they did something wrong and they shouldn't be in Ukraine and the Ukrainian people should fight back. But I don't, I I mean, there's no, it's not like there's some long history or there's some really deep shared values between the Ukrainian people and Israel. True. But morally, don't we need to like... And we aren't a superpower that is in the game of, of, you know, uh, drawing the lines of democracy, you know, throughout the globe and, and trying to put up a fight against authoritarianism and, and dictatorships throughout the that's yeah. That's the U.S.'s job, and I do believe that that should be part of the U.S.'s job, and it should be part of their, uh, in their interest. But we can help the Ukrainians. We can no, help I think them. we should be a strong ally to the U.S., and, and the U.S., it should be in, on, their, on their responsibility to mm-hmm. do that. I don't know if we should... I don't know. I don't see. A, I mean, you know, the big debate is Russia gives us kind of, um, kind of carte blanche, like a like freedom of movement in Syria, and we can do what we want, and we don't get any repercussions mm-hmm. from the Russians who basically control Syria. And I'm not sure it's worth jeopardizing that in order to make some kind of moral moral standpoint. stand. Uh, or jeopardize it. I mean, even if that wasn't there, like, why do we want to poke the bear? Russia, I think people, the media, speaking of the mainstream media, I think that Russia was underestimated. I think the mainstream media right now is trying to paint it as if, oh, Russia's having such a hard time. The Ukrainians are, Russia is, is fucking decimating Ukraine. Maybe they're not gaining, they're not making the gains they wish to make as quick as they wish to make them. Yeah. But Ukraine is, um, not just crippled it might even be on the verge of death i don't exaggerate but but what is for sure is that in kiev people are in menace constant menace and in many other cities in kiev in uh, ukraine kiev is their capital city yeah and, and if you're in russia city. in russia no city yeah. is under any threat of any kind so that speaks for a lot I if think. your capital city is in ruins uh, it's not in ruins it's not in ruins, but it's not in ruins because Putin decided to only go five percent on Kiev. Like he could annihilate Kiev tomorrow if he really, really, really wanted to. He doesn't want to. I don't see. I don't put it past him to like use a tactical weapon, a tactical nuclear weapon, or something like that. Like I think he could do that, mm-hmm. and he might do that yet. And I'm not sure we should get into that fight just yet. You know, if there is, he is an getting allies, closer to Iran. If there's an allies versus Axis situation in the next couple of years, then it's clear what side we should be on. You yeah. get what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not. There's no question there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just. I I think it's like early to enter the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be the guy who sees someone throw a punch across the bar and just just leaps in and is like, you know, starts flailing my fists around like mm-hmm. hold on let's figure out who's who and then maybe get yeah. into the fight oh, we shall see it's going to be a very interesting winter because putin like in europe you won't have people might die of, of the cold yeah but the thing is with um, him he doesn't care no i'm but, saying i'm saying uh, people on the other side in, in europe yeah. it'll be hard for them but let me ask you this what do we stand to gain from taking a stand 
Um, I mean, we've been in situations where where we were attacked by by evil dictatorial forces, and we asked for help from other countries and for support. And we needed support in the UN, in, in the media, and not always, sometimes we got it, sometimes we didn't. So we, we you know, for the next time, like we asked for those things uh, in our turn, so maybe we should also give it when others ask it. And, and also because we, we maybe want to oppose, we may want to oppose uh, authoritarian, um, dictatorial regimes that oppress their people like Russia is oppressing its people too yeah but that's what I'm saying is that I okay Ukraine out of the picture we're not going to attack Russia straight on right just no. because we are against authoritarianism of course not so so just standing up to authoritarianism before mm-hmm. it's influencing us before it's authoritarianism attacking me then I don't see you get what I'm saying like it's not unless again Unless it's 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 not my fight to fight. Like the Ru- it, protecting the Russians against authoritarians, that's their fight to fight. There's a reason that I'm not going into Iran and freeing all the people that are oppressed or going yeah. into right. That's their fight. They should fight <clears throat> their fight. Yeah. And the idea of like bestowing democracy on people, we saw that is not necessarily the way to go. But also these these regions in in the Ukraine are very pro-Russian. So I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure even what side I'm, I'm not, again, he's the aggressor. I don't think he should have attacked, but at this stage, maybe Zelensky should give up as Elon Musk suggested. Maybe he should give those Eastern regions and the Donetsk mm-hmm. to, to, you know, they're mostly pro-Russian, give up Crimea, call it, call it quits, you know. Yeah, cut your losses. Lick your wounds. Sun cost. Economize me. Let, we yeah. should listen to economize me. Yeah, man. exactly. The lick your wounds and you know call it a day. Like, I, why should I go and stand up for his stubbornness? Mm-hmm. You know. And I get it. Like, you want to fight back, and you want to set up deterrence so that Russia doesn't bite out another chunk of the Ukraine. Yeah. You know, next summer. Yeah. But. But also, that's I a don't see Europe making. and the U.S. sending troops to help him. Yeah, exactly. I'm not money, gonna. I'm not gonna be the guy who's like, "Wait, guys, I'm here to help." Yeah, they're afraid of shit. We've got like, enough problems to worry about. Yeah, we've got enough problems to worry about. I think like it's, uh, the elections yeah. coming up. Oh yeah, what's gonna happen? I don't know. You tell me, man. <laughs> You've got a Look, front polls, row seat. The polls are very confusing. In some, it's sixty-six city. In some, it's. Uh, BB has a majority in some Lapid has a very slim majority majority really there are some polls with Lapid taking the with, lead with the Arab parties yes uh, you mean the the the, the faction like the, yeah. the chunks but I'm saying yeah, I'm, that his party alone no of Clear, course not clearly Likud is a lead yes by what like 10 yes 10 men no it's 20 less f- like 6 6, six 28 seven. to 34 no 25, 25 to 32. 25 to 32. Or 31. Okay. Or 30. Depends on the day. Um, What's amazing is what you told me the other day is the fact that kumbaya kind of, right? If we all just would get along like the sane quote-unquote people, mm-hmm. then we'd have an easy coalition of, yeah. of, of 70 plus. Yeah. 
like for example throw down the numbers like if Lapid and Gantz didn't boycott BB they could uh, join his coalition they could yeah. join if his Lapid, coalition who's 25 BB who's 32 that's already 57 yeah and Gantz who and uh, Sal who have like who are in yeah. the polls are like or 10, the Haredis 10, 11, 12 right yeah Or Lieberman, the Haredis, you need one more little party. It's already party. 67. And then yeah. if they would sit with, let's say, Lieberman. No, because the Haredim, like, you know, Lapid and the Haredim don't get along. But Lieberman should get along with all of those people, even though him and Bibi hate each other now. But Lieberman's another eight or nine. And the That's, Labor Party? Boom, 70-something. No, the, so the Labor Party, I get it. They're a little bit too left. No, but... The, but, but They're a little too left. But, but the Labor Party had a government with Likud in the 80s. Yeah, okay, Sababa. But I'm saying... that there is i think that that's just like bennett to not it's not like bennett sitting with the arab parties but it's like bennett sitting with avodah or or merits the idea that the likud and the avodah sit together it's a bit ideologically the their worldviews are a little too far apart and then i start suspecting that people just give a shit about you know having a seat yeah. and they don't really care because How are you guys, if you, if you are the Likud and you stand for liberal economics and national security and, and the things that I care, how are you going to do what I want you to do if you're sitting with Avodah who's talking about mm-hmm. giving up territory and welfare for all? Like, it's just yeah. impossible. So I get it. But I'm thinking Lapid, Gansar, as you put it, uh, Likud and Lieberman, that's like 75 right there. Yeah. No, but they, they're boycotting Netanyahu. They're bo- but they're boycotting, all, and it's yeah, not them. The Likud. All the Likud. Boycotting, they entirely could. It's not, but it's not it's them. It's their voters, you say. Yeah. The um, reason they're getting so many votes is because people are like, fuck you, baby. But it's because the him. whole culture of boycotting has, be- has been normalized. You know? It wasn't, it wasn't like that 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit with Begin. It was with Begin, yeah. But, but things happened since then. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what it is that... But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. The whole base of the boycott is the legal issues. You know, if there weren't legal issues with Netanyahu... Netanyahu's legal issues. The left would have much weaker bases for boycotting. That's what they always use to boycott, to, to excuse he, their boycott. Does he write about them in his new book? I think so. I, I haven't read it yet. Ah, uh, no? Um, Shame on but, you. But, but that's that the like thing. So if... Your first task <laughs> the next day on the job? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm saying if the claims that those cases are, are far-fetched, if they, they, they turn up, those claims turn up to be correct... It means that the whole judiciary system that forged those legal cases out of thin air almost um, affected the, the, the course of our history, you know? But that's, that's so, so overwhelmingly... Yeah, in a, in a very, very impactful way. But, I mean, that, that makes sense. When you have a loophole, a serious gash in your... system mm-hmm. right that's that there's a there's something broken in it there's a big bug in the system yeah it's gonna affect the experience right yeah if you have a huge bug in your system in your operating system it's gonna affect the experience in a big way and you so you have to fix the bug like which and that's is what smotrich is suggesting yeah 
which is which is why i haven't given up hope like i'm not on the side of like you know <clears> the <throat> system is corrupt we need i don't know a revolution we need to mm-hmm. tear it down like we need to be careful about tearing things down i think that that's something that really defines the f- the extremes on both sides but really a lot of more of the less extreme on the left like more of the mainstream left is talking about you know how the system, the system, the system, it's fucked. Like, that's it. We need to give up on the system. Yeah. No, the system has a bug. There's a big bug, and you need to fix the bug in the system. Mm-hmm. And that bug is the fact that judges, uh, first of all, the attorney general and the state prosecutor are the same freaking person. Mm-hmm. And that you can, these trumped-up charges, you know, mm-hmm. are just basically decided by one guy. Mm-hmm. If he has interests, then boom, they're yeah. made. yeah. There's a law that gives you the power to persecute a politician for anything. Anything is hafarat emunim. Yeah. This law that Smozlich now wants to to reverse, basically. Yeah. It basically says that... Betrayal of trust. Is betrayal the, of trust. Is the, what is does the, What is betrayal of trust? What we say is betrayal of trust, yeah. basically. There's no clear definition of what that is. So anything can go in that basket. Yeah. Basically, it's according to the judges uh, how he woke up that morning, if he thinks it is. So that gives the judges endless freedom. And then another part of the system that's broken is the judiciary system. Yeah, how you appoint judges. How you appoint judges, which is basically by the the previous judges mm-hmm. have a veto power. Mm-hmm. You need a majority of, what, seven and yeah. three of the of the... Committee. members of the committee are judges and they yeah. basically have a veto yeah. power yeah. and so and poli- i think there's like th- four politicians yeah in the u.s who's the head of the how the head of the supreme court is elected the, the, i mean there's like a senior justice i think there's a chairman or, or something but basically all the judges are judges they're equal yeah and they're all the, appointed by the uh yeah. president yeah the president chooses. There's a there's a confirmation process that involves a hearing, uh, hearings, and Senate committees, and then mm-hmm. I think the Senate approves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the legislature decides on the makeup of the Supreme Court. Because here, the head of the Supreme Court, the judge, is only seniority base. Yeah, and they have power. Um, for example, they decide. Which judges which sit in each in, in which cases? Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So she decides. Uh, so if she sees a case she wants to be ruled one way, and the case that she wants to be ruled another way, she can decide how many judges will be sitting there and who will be the judges. And be, since she knows the politics of each judge, she can assume. You you see the thing? It's, yeah, it's amazing. An it's an interesting question. I wonder. There's a chief justice. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Chief justice in the um, in the United States, but I don't know who appoints him or her, mm-hmm. and how the decision is made on like which Supreme Court justices sit on which cases. Like, I'm also not sure if it's a full. Like in Israel, you sometimes have three. Yeah, you have a makeup of nine. three, or right? Or yeah, yeah, sometimes nine. I, th- I, sometimes I wonder one. if in the states it's always. Mm-hmm. The all of the Supreme. Yeah. So yeah. So Smotrich from the Tzionut Datit party wants to do a big reform, and people said it's the end of the democracy in Israel and it's the end of the state of Israel. Of course. Um, 
It's yeah. the end. It's the but end. But the thing is, he won't be able to do that because the court will may, will say it's illegal. Yeah. The court will protect itself. Yeah. And then we'll slide into some kind of a war, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there. I, I think there's always a way around it. And, you know, it's the same thing with the police in Israel. Like, I feel like... Well, you need someone who has the balls to come in and appoint someone who, who and make the changes that they know that are necessary to make mm-hmm. that aren't afraid of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's rare in a politician. Because like you said before, everybody is worried about their seat. Yeah. And everybody is concerned about like what what's in it for them. And even, as you mentioned, Aviv Kohavi, the, the chief... Um, the chairman of the general yeah, the staff, idea f- whatever. Yeah. Um, um, he's worried. He's making decisions based on his political interests. motives and his interests. And I think a lot of the politicians are like that. Anybody yeah. who has a, their eyes on politics. So, it's rare for a politician to come in and say, I'm going to do what needs to be done. Yeah, no matter like, the consequences. What you need is disposable politicians. You need politicians that th- that come in realizing. Yeah, like a president on his ser- second term in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Realizing that, like, and to you, who's that politician right now? In the, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I want to believe that BB would do some stuff, but I feel like he loves the status quo too much. He's worried, worried of shaking things up. Um, might just be Smotlich. <laughs> <laughs> it might uh, just have to be Smotlich. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll see. Yeah. goodbye gay friends I'm gonna save you the awkward uh, moment of having to not answer that (laughs) not asking you it Noah is basically a politician now he can't answer questions about politics so Roger Waters oh god (laughs) went on the Joe Rogan experience and we want to dedicate the last part of this show to break down Roger's Pearls of Wisdom. Are you ready? What an idiot. Let's listen to a little bit of it. In the afternoon, and then boom, at half past eight, they're on stage singing. And they get very excited, and, and obviously, but it, it's a wonderful thing yeah. for them, but also for me and also for the band. Have these children come and p- perform with us on stage. Oh, that's so nice. And the mayor of North Miami Beach or wherever it was came under some pressure from the local community. Oh. And they, did, and they weren't allowed to play. So I got some other kids. But what was the objection? That I'm an anti-Semite. Obviously, I'm not an anti-Semite. Clearly. Of course. I'm not an anti-Semite. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> my best I'm not. friends I have are Jewish. Four Jews locked in my basement. I'm not an anti-Semite. <laughs> Get that clear yeah. straight away, if you don't mind. Um, because I'm obviously not. You can you study my record going back as far as you want. Um, so that yeah, that's the, but that's always the objection because because I support BDS and because I have for the last sixteen years or so. BDS. You know what BDS is. Boycott, divestment, and sanctions. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. You know what BDS is. <laughs> Are you going to impersonate him every time? The whole post? time, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. First, that Joe Rogan doesn't know what BDS is. I guess it's not that well-known as yeah. Roger would like to think. Yeah. 
Um, and now comes the good part. It's a, it's a movement that was started in 2005 uh, in Palestinian civil society. <laughs> Wait, what is Palestinian civil society? It's against the Palestinian uncivil society. No, but what is Palestinian civil society? I don't know. Okay. Divestment and sanctions. And uh, so it's a movement to try and uh, shine a light on the predicament of the Palestinian people particularly in the occupied territories, um, but also, I guess, in Israel itself. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> like those BDS, according to Roger, those the BDS is a struggle against the predicament of not only Palestinians in the occupied territories, but also the Palestinians in Israel, when yeah. Judge Foley Court writes. Which I weren't, I wasn't aware they were called Palestinians. Yeah. And, uh, what is Palestinians? It's it's all of a sudden becoming such a gray, amorphic definition. Yeah, are they Palestinians or are they Israeli Arabs? Which they are. They're full Israeli citizens. Oh man, let's see um, what he using says. those using boycott and divestment from companies that like Caterpillar or Hewlett Packard, people like that, uh, who deal in the illegal settlements in the occupied territory, and Sanctions, well, there is, there's, there's no, not many people out there who are powerful enough to impose sanctions. <sighs> <on>. and, uh, <laughs> this is the most, most boring Roger Waters has ever that been. that much power are allies of the Israeli government, and so wouldn't do so. But anyway, that's what it is, by and large. And since then, we have made great strides in that movement, and it's a much bigger movement than it was. And in, and in consequence... Um, the, the sort of battle lines have been drawn, but it's got more intense and it's slightly less gentlemanly sport than it was 16 years ago. What? It's slightly <laughs> less gentle. It was so much more gentlemanly oh, when the, the Palestinians were blowing buses up. <laughs> it was so much more, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you could just... He goes on and on for like 10 more minutes. And Wait, no, but you got to play more okay, because okay. we don't get to the part where he's the most I'm ignorant. Sorry. So 16 years ago, you were allowed to have different opinions about conflicts. Well, no, but nobody <laughs> knew about the conflict. Mm. Nobody it was largely knew. unknown. Yeah. I mean, the truth is that's actually somewhat accurate. Like, probably less people knew about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict right, than right, they right. do today. But, okay. It was a problem at all in the, in, in the Holy Land, uh, certainly by most of the public in this country, and where I'm from, from in the UK as well. And in me. I mean, I, I had accepted back in 2005 or six, one of those years, to do, to do a gig in Tel Aviv. I was asked in the middle of a European tour, hey, Raj, they want you to go and do a gig in Tel Aviv. Is that? And I went, yeah, all right. I didn't, it, I didn't think twice about it. So that's where I was then. So I'm not blaming people for not having known about the Zionist project since 1948 and everything that had happened. Uh, although I was vaguely aware of the Yom, Kipp Yom Kippur War, the 67 War, and the 75 War, and so on and so forth. 73. I knew a little bit of 73. 73 is the Yom Kippur War. What is yeah. the 75 War? Yeah, he invented up a rule. But well. he was vaguely then. Now he's now crystal he's very clear. Informed. Now he's yeah. crystal clear yeah, on yeah, all yeah. of the facts. About the history. Like the 75 really War. Au fait. 
And that's how I learned, because as soon as I said I would do that gig, I started to receive emails from supporters of BDS, although it was only five or six months old at the time, mainly from North Africa to start with. But then I got an email from Omaba Guti, who, is, um, who was one of the Wait. sort of founding forces behind uh, the beginnings of BDS. And he tried to persuade me to cancel the gig in high combat, which had sold out, of course, of in course. a few minutes. <laughs> and, uh, eventually, I was persuaded okay, to cancel okay. that gig, but the gig to an ecumenical agricultural community. Yeah, so he did it in uh, Neve Shalom. We had a guest go, go to my Shibeta episode, one of the first episodes of ours, yeah. to hear about Neve Shalom and atheists and all live together in a community and all their children all go to the okay okay which part are we looking thousand right. we're looking for okay, we so okay. we did this gig and at the end of it and it was lovely they were extremely enthusiastic they knew the work very well and it was very uh, and all of that and lovely food backstage and it was a warm summer evening at the end of it, I thought, I'm going to say something. It was euphoric at the end of the gig. And I said, so I made a little speech and I went, you are the generation of young Israelis who need to make peace with your neighbors, start talking to the Palestinian Authority and the blah, 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 and whatever. And, da, da, da. and they went from ah, Pink Floyd to ah, nothing. <laughs> it was like steel shutters had come down behind the eyeballs of every one of those 60,000 young Iraqis. Because nobody mm -hmm. asked you to fucking express your opinion. Yeah, nobody came to your concert. Just sing and dance, monkey. Yeah. Just sing and dance. Nobody cares about what you think about it. You, know, you, don't, you know nothing about uh. our situation here. You come for two minutes, you think you know everything. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Omar Barghouti called you. Told him, yeah, I sent him an email. Yeah. And I was staggered by that and I th I was really shocked really 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 shocked I couldn't believe it and I saw it I went back the next year and travelled extensively in the occupied territories and until you go there and you see oh it oh yes you have to go there you cannot believe what a shock it is you know you, things that you wouldn't believe possible anywhere on the world like different roads for people with different religion lie Lie. <laughs> lie alert. Lie. lie alert. Lie alert. What do you mean different roads for different religions? Here, let him Can you imagine? Really? He's going to explain Yeah, it. really. Can you imagine you're going from Austin to, you know, to Dallas, and you can only go on the road if you're Christian? That is just false. No, I mean, it's, it's not false basically because as Jews. True, it's basically as true as the 75 war. <laughs> There is no 75 war and there are no roads for uh, religions. Yeah, I get what you're going to say. that Jews can't drive around in the occupied territories. That's right. In yeah. a territory. A territory. If you go in as a Jew, you're dead. It's yeah. not because of a law. And it's recently, just Palestinians will kill also you. Also, A and B. Uh, B and C territories. Jews are being attacked every day. Yeah, but, but in areas where Israel has control, there is no law or regulation or 
bylaw or anything that says this road is for a Christian, a Muslim, or a Jew. There's just no such thing. Yeah. Muslim, a Muslim from who's an, a Muslim, Palestinian, Israeli citizen can go freely on those roads. Um, but but residents of Ramallah are not allowed in some of those roads because we don't want them there. Yeah, but basically not because they're, they're Muslim, which, and and there there are Christians and Palestinians. And Muslims living under Area A. Yes. And they both can't. Not because they're Christian or because they're Muslim, because they're not citizens of the state of Israel. Yes. And so they we can't. We are not interested. Enter, just, in like a, them. just like a Mexican cannot drive. It's apartheid, my friend. In Texas. California yeah. without crossing the border <laughs> and being allowed in. You can't Which come. Which they do. Which some of do, no, some do, and some do legally even, and that's fine. And some some Palestinians do come into Israel yeah. legally and drive around Israeli roads, even though they're Muslim. Yeah. For example, a few days ago, uh, a Palestinian Arab Muslim from a territories from one of the big Palestinian cities, Ramallah or whatever, uh, was arrested for raping a girl in the Batyam Beach. Now you might ask yourself. How does he, how did he get to to rape a woman in Batyam Beach? Was he because in Israel illegally? Yes. No. Yes. Uh, yeah. He yes. was. He wasn't. A, he wasn't a worker. Yes. He no. was a legal worker. He was illegal. Yes. I said illegally. <laughs> uh, he wasn't illegally in Israel. He, he wasn't was legally. Illegally. He was yes. legally in Israel because tens of thousands of them are allowed in every every day. Yeah. Legally. Yeah. 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 So what the hell are you talking about? He's, he was here legally. He's a Muslim and he was driving around freely. So Roger Waters just knows nothing about what he's If you're not about. a Christian, you can't go on the road. Lie. So if you're, if you're atheist or some other thing, you're not allowed to drive on the road. You have to go on back roads and they're only... And they're all filled up with boulders, and there are checkpoints everywhere. So yes, the because there are a lot of terrorists. He's literally just saying random Bullshit. blubber. Yeah. Now, if you're an atheist, you have to drive on a back road, and there's yeah. boulders. What are you saying, <laughs> dude? It's just false. Yes, there are there are checkpoints because those cities are ramming with. And terrorists. this is why you're an anti-Semite because you're you make spewing up lies yeah. about how the Jews are oppressing and they're racist and they're violent and they're this. And we have to ask ourselves, what motivation do you have to make up bullshit if you don't kind of hate Jews? Local indigenous people are not allowed to use the roads. And you see that and the, when you see it, you think, I don't believe this, but you get to believe it as you drive around. And all the checkpoints, and they, they have to go this oh, way. Oh, the checkpoints. Only people with yellow license plates can go through here. Which yellow? You're, you're, you're an idiot. You're <laughs> literally an idiot. Yellow license plate is the color of the license plate of the citizens of the state of Israel. Arabs, yellow Muslim, Christ, Christian, Bedouins. Yellow license plates are on the cars of, yeah, Druze, Bedouins, Muslims, Christians, Jews, yes. non-Jews, yes. Baha'i. Besides, when you go, you know, the, a year ago I went to Itzhar, I think, or not Itzhar. Uh, um, one of those places to record a podcast there. And, 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 you know, I was driving in the territories. And when you pass Ariel, 
where we interviewed Faglin? No. No, no, another, right. another, yeah. But anyway, when you go to those places, you see non yellow license plates everywhere. Yeah. So the Palestinian license plates are green and white, and they drive around freely, not freely, but they drive around again. These are not citizens of the state of Israel. So it's yeah. like seeing a Mexican license plate in the United States. Yeah. You'll see some because some are allowed in, mm-hmm. but you're not going to see a whole bunch. And they're not just allowed to cross the border freely because they're not citizens of the United States. Now, but what I guarantee you, in Mexico, you will see American license plates. You'll see a lot Mm. of them. In the Palestinian territories, you will not see one yellow license plate. Not one. Yeah, because you get lynched. In the holidays, a woman was almost lynched. She went to, I think, Shechem, Nablus or something. Yeah, Nablus. And by accident, she turned, yeah, took a wrong yeah, turn. Yeah, no, someone took her there. Yeah. It's unclear why, but it almost became a lynch, and she was saved last minute by the, actually the Abu Mazen's forces. But which means that they're Jewish Israelis. No. And it's the yellow license plate <laughs> does not mean you're Jewish Israeli. You <laughs> idiot, idiot. Mind numbingly. Mind numbingly. Um, Your mind is indeed numb, my friend. How can this possibly be happening? You know, this is, it's 2007 or or whenever it was. How can this be happening in the world? And nobody where I live knows about it. Or if they do, they don't care. How can they not care? And I say, you might bring it up here and say, how would you feel if you weren't a Christian and that meant you couldn't use the road? I mean, it's so weird that it's hard to get your mind around. His biggest Le- qualm with Israel is Driving. fiction. Yeah. His, it's like me being like, I, I, you know, I can't stand the United States because everybody's green there. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat up purple people. <laughs> <laughs> all the green people in the United States, they just beat up all the purple people. Yeah. And it's really upsetting can you imagine being purple and being beaten <laughs> how does no one care about the purple people it's like that is literally what he's saying because what he's saying is just complete fiction just complete fiction he has enough of the facts wrong to make what he's saying absolutely unrelated to reality thing that that just a bit more guys is. come on and that is what is called apartheid Apartheid. I love his Afrikaans yeah. Uh, yeah. accent. That's Apartheid. amazing. He could have been uh, very easily Nelson Mandela. He could have been Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I was thinking like an African's uh, dictator in the, you know, in South Africa. Yeah. Apartheid. Apartheid. Um, no. Play some. Play some. Okay. Play some. And in those days, you couldn't use the word apartheid in relation to Israel. It was completely verboten in two thousand and six. You could not use the word. You would have been strung up in the press and everywhere Here's else the and accused part. of being a Holocaust denier and a this and that and Hitler and whatever. Now, it's very difficult for anyone to have a conversation about Israel and Palestine without using the word apartheid because it is in the lexicon. And the problem is far more in the light and we are looking at it more and there's more information for all of us about it than there was then. That is the work that BDS has done. And Slow clap. Slow clap. Wow. 
wonderful it's amazing work. bds has empowered uh homosexual killing women oppressing um just savages and it's amazing right yeah they they kill homosexuals they kill women mothers and brothers get uh, fathers and brothers get together to kill the daughter slash sister because she was walking around the mall with the wrong guy and they kill jews Oh yeah, and they kill Jews too. Lot, but they kill their own Jews. people. <laughs> <laughs> Forget killing Jews. Forget killing Jews. Put I mean, that, can't let's you guys put that just aside. get along with yourselves? Anyway, so it's and the, it's the amazing thing is amazing. Joe Rogan, who's so you know he's so potent um, in arguing, talking, making life hard. Sometimes, like he can, he can. You know he can ask, he can challenge interviewees. He does it sometimes, but here he's he's completely silent. He, he, I don't know if he knows enough about the Israeli. Like I I agree, he should have come way more informed. You can still ask him, even without knowing. He could still ask some harder questions. You know, challenge the the guy. He lets him, you know, yeah, just go on and on. And then he does ask him. He does. And so it has made progress, and I'm glad it has, because what I desperately hope to live to see is a holy land. Oh, that's a big I one. don't care what it's called. From the River Jordan to the sea, where the people all have equal religious and political and social rights. It okay. exists, buddy. It exists. Just not from the river to the sea, but from, like... 15 kilometers from the river to the sea it yes. exists no but but that's the thing that man he want he he knows what he wants he wants one state it's a it's an arab palestinian muslim um hamas state from the river to the sea i don't know if that's what he wants i think of course when you say one state from the river to the sea you say it's a majority of arabs and a minority of jews no, I think I think he doesn't. I'll tell you what I think he's why he's actually an anti-Semite. I think that he's ignorant. I don't think that anybody. I don't think that he's done the research. I don't think that he's been exposed to the facts. And if he has been exposed to the facts, I think he's just so in the confirmation bias thing that he mm -hmm. just kind of shuts them out. He doesn't even want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And I think he's in that position, comfortably so, comfortably numb, numb. <laughs> yeah, because. He's comfortable hating Jews. He's comfortable saying the Jews are racist. They're okay, they're but creating an apartheid and the mu poor Muslims and they're oppressing them. He's comfortable doing that because he's anti-Semitic. Still, doesn't explain why he's fine with giving. He's not fine. He actually doesn't realize oh, that on. he his, knows there's a huge majority of Arabs between the river and the sea. He knows it. There's a majority it. of Arabs between the river and the sea. Yes, he knows it. He knows the numbers. He's hoping for a state. First of all, I'm not sure that that's. Why? Ah, you mean including Gaza of and the course. West Bank? Of course. Of course. There is. There is, man. There is. There is. Very slim. There's a majority. They have a majority. I'm not sure. There's two. It jeopardizes. Two, two. It, it greatly jeopardizes. Two, 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 six million, seven million, and there's at least seven million Jews okay. in Israel. Okay, it jeopardizes. No, but the, but six and no, a half, seven. but my friends, you forget the millions of Palestinian refugees in Lebanon, in ah, Syria. Ah, right of return, but those of aren't from course. the river to the sea. No, he wants. A f oh, come on. Yeah. yeah. No, so, you're you're right. You're right. That's what but, he wants. He wants uh, 
Jewish minority that will become extinct eventually either they'll flee back to Europe that I think so like I he's think that so. like uh, you know what I mean seasoned like, manipulative like I just don't I just think he's an idiot I think he's actually an idiot he's done so many so much drugs <laughs> and like just had sex with so many like all his life has just been sex his mind is drugs syphilis and like alcohol and rock and roll and he's just yeah his mind is infected <laughs> with syphilis <laughs> And he's just, he's just like half awake right now. And he just got an email from Omar Barghouti. It was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Let me take a, let me sniff this line of cocaine and then I'm going to write this guy back. And I think I'll do a show in Israel. And then he was like, he decided to do a show in Tel Aviv and Barghouti was like, no, that's the wrong city. He's like, oh, sorry. Where should I do it? I do it in a Vishalom. Make it about peace. Like, all right, I'll go there. <laughs> and then he came here. But that's been 15 so years ago. And he's still looking. children the... of Roger Waters walking around in Israel. Yeah. It's the first three minutes of the episode, and he's already. He's talking about it. Yeah. Nah, he's passionate about it. He's definitely passionate about it. I don't know what it is, man, but either way, he's a fucking idiot. Either he's an idiot. Or he's an idiot that's also a shitty guy. <laughs> and uh, and way, an anti-Semite. Yeah. An anti-Semite. Yeah. He's an anti-Semite. He's obviously. Yeah. I mean, you just are spewing lies. Like, what have we... What have we taught you all, right? Yeah. Lie, like lying about Jews being evil, that's a big part of anti-Semitism. Unfortunately, unf- unfortunately, millions of people were exposed to, to that episode. Millions yeah. and millions yeah. and millions. It is a shame. And then Joe, Joe Rogan does ask him at some point mm-hmm. about like, what, what do people equal. say to you when you, when you make this segregation. claim? I mean, that is segregation, clearly. Yeah. 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 What is the, it's the oppression of one ethnic yes. group by another ethnic group. Uh, yes. For those reasons, for the fact uh, that they're different ethnic group. So the South African model clearly applies, except that the, the South Israelis Africans who worse. survived the South African model all say that the Israeli model is far worse than the white South oh, African wow. model was. The they all South say Africans it. They all he talked to each and every one of them. <laughs> they all say wow. it. That's amazing. Well, they try, they've poured money in for a start, trying to keep the black population quiet, which they failed to do. Um, but both Desmond Tutu, before he sadly died, and uh, Mandela, obviously, as well, both came out completely and said, this is a lot worse than our conditions were in South Africa before apartheid. So just discussing this and having compassion for the plight of the Palestinian people, that that made them categorize you as anti-Semitic? Yeah. Did, Did anyone have, and I'm sure someone must have talked to you about this segregation, did anyone have any kind of argument that they wanted to bring to you as for any justification of that. You mean from the Israeli side? Yes. No. <laughs> that's why. Either that's a lie or that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Either you, someone really did explain to you and you're lying or you've managed to shelter yourself mm-hmm. from the other, like I've heard Palestinians talk about yep. their side. I understand their argument. I get it. I know that they think that the land was taken away from them. And they lived here before mm-hmm. the founding of the state of Israel, and Israel is occupying. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get all of the. I don't agree, but I can, I can uh, like elucidate what their side of the argument is. If you can't do that, then you seriously so let's have to question. really quickly tell Roger if he listens. Why? Why don't we give them a state? Why? 
won't we give them citizenship in our state? Why, Nathan? Why? Because they're savages. <laughs> <laughs> you want? Oh, sorry, you wanted like the nicely yes. worded, like yes, eloquent yes, answer. Please. Yes, please. Because they're savages. Because <laughs> no, they want to kill us all. Yeah, no, but seriously, like, first of all, I mean, look at who you're dealing with. You're dealing with Hamas, and you're dealing with the PA. Yeah. And the PA. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. They teach their kids. They they have textbooks that have been like criticized by by organizations Dude. for having just like blatant anti-Semitism. Yesterday, they 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 carry out terrorist attacks. The PA funds terrorists and their families. Yeah, like, meaning they they if you kill a Jew, you, you get, get money. You get money from the PA. Basically, yeah, you get money from the PA. Yeah. Like you get money. They like there's no. There's no like there's, <laughs> it's not like it's not complicated. It's like that is the, the most direct incentivization of terrorism <laughs> ever. It's like kill yeah. a Jew, get a money. Yeah. It's literally mm. like a prize, like a sign. Like only I could Jews participate in that money. Sounds very yeah. lucrative to me. I I wonder who your first victim would be. <laughs> I'm never coming over here again. No, but they literally pay yeah. people to kill Jews. You know, um, yesterday we killed a terrorist who murdered a, a soldier a week ago, and the PA released an official, like, warning ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To this dead terrorist. Abbas, their leader, is a Holocaust denier who claims that the Holocaust, like, was max yeah. 100,000 Jews. Just two weeks, two months ago, he stood in Germany with the chancellor and said that what we're doing to the uh, the Palestinians is a holocaust. So he yeah. compared the holocaust, which is basically holocaust denial. In the end, though, I think the the best argument for why we're not giving them territory, giving them a state, is or annexing all what's of them. going on in in Gaza. Like that was done already. Yeah, it was done. We left Gaza unilaterally. We pulled out Aliel Sharon. I think it was a big mistake, but whatever. He pulled out. No more Israel in Gaza. Or apartheid. No apartheid <laughs> in Gaza. They're just Gaza now. They'll and 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 what? Not only do the Gazans keep shooting rockets and and murdering Israelis and and waging war against us. But the world hasn't changed their tune either. Like yeah. we're still there's the blockade and the siege, and we're yeah, not, yeah, and yeah. we're not we're not like we're cutting off their water and their electricity. Like it's our fucking responsibility to give them water and electricity. Like that's n- nothing's changed. We're still the bad guys. And when they so attack why? us, why we attack we? back, and yeah. we're and we're Nazis. the we're the victimizers. We're yeah. the uh, whatever the uh, John Oliver. Yeah, we're the perpetrators. We're the aggressors. So yeah. like, what the like? Why? Why? why what's my interest? We, yeah. What is what's my, my incentive what's my interest here? here? Yeah. Just to make water Roger Waters happy. <laughs> Besides fucking Roger Waters, you're a British man. I mean, have you no? Have you no shame? Have you no shame? How about first? Like make your queen, like the uh, sovereign, the sovereign the what? Ah, uh, half the planet. Half the planet. Ah, yeah. For for yeah. starters, you know. Yeah. What about Falkland? Why are you still ruling Falkland? For example. Why, what about Australia? <laughs> what about Australia? What about New Zealand? Yeah. Seriously, Australia just the other day said they're pulling, like, pulling their their recognition of Jerusalem, like. You you bunch of of of, of queen worshippers. <laughs> you 
you know, a child in Australia, actually every morning, also in Canada, they swear an oath to the to the, to this random. Now it's a random grandfather. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And those are the people who, who, who preach to us. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's much worse. St- like some of okay, you think the British Empire is is chill? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. There's like way worse shit going around the world going on around the world that like, yes. that should draw your attention than the Israeli yeah. occupation. Putin literally, you know, massacres civilians every every day. Like, that's the first thing you chose to talk about, not like soldiers eating each other in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you no know. or, or she President Xi saying like uh Taiwan will be free from the river to the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway He's uh he's an idiot and yeah Joe Rogan's kind of it's very disappointing naive naive yeah very disappointing very... but you know what can you do <sighs> yeah okay guys do you listen to Pink Floyd nah do you did, did you before yeah it's not, not really. like you had to stop or anything. no I do I used to really like them I still really like their songs and yeah but it kind of puts a it like yeah. dampens the mood yeah. when you're listening to like you know time or comfortably numb and. Yeah. You think about the fact that the guy singing it hates Jews. Yeah. The Beatles <laughs> are way better. Even the Stones are better. Yeah. I think. Oh, well. Oh, well. Guys, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, yes. We're back from the hiatus. Yes, we are. Um, we got another good episode coming your way next week. Yes, and the week after that, and the week Every after that. Every week. And you're stuck with us for eternity. You're, you're dead. Because or we're dead. We're not dying. We're, we're not, not going dying. anywhere. We're here to stay. We just... will, even if we die, by the time we die, we will create AI replicas oh, yes. of ourselves that will continue the podcast yes. into into eternity. eternity. Yes, we're occupying your consciousness forever, yes. forever, forever, we're not retreating, never, never, not disengaging. Okay, but that's the end of this episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. See you in the next one. Yeah. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs>